this week is Mother's Day. And since the podcast is Unschooling Mom to Mom, I thought it's important to talk about it a little. I actually have a collection of writings about Mother's Day, so I'll put them in the notes. The post from Mother's Day 2020 has a lot of interesting links, all focusing a bit on the hype of Mother's Day. Because, you know, Mother's Day didn't start out this way. The founder, Anna Jarvis, is probably rolling over in her grave because this is not what she had in mind. And like all holidays, they can be triggering. We see these beautiful Instagram posts and then we look over and our kids have forgotten. Especially if you're a single mom and no one is helping your child plan ahead for this big day. Or maybe we're reminded that our own mothers aren't here or weren't that great when they were. So if you need to scroll past Mother's Day, do it. Seriously, it's not worth putting undue pressure on anyone. Because really, appreciation is an inside job. You do what you do because that's how you want a parent. It's how you want a mother. Not to give flowers or feedback from anyone else saying that you're doing a good job. You determine if you like the job you're doing. That's a lot of that people-pleasing we've been conditioned into. Also, that school-induced idea about showing your work or it doesn't count unless it's externally praised. Is it time to let that go? I also want to talk a little bit about being that mom. You know, the one, the one who gets the side eye from friends and relatives, the one who marches to her own beat. And if you're unschooling, partnering with your kids as you're navigating this parenting thing, odds are you're the one they're talking about. And that's okay. What's that phrase? Come sit by me, because I was that mom too. About a decade ago, my friend Flo, another unschooling mom, wrote on her blog inviting everyone to share what being that mom looked like in other unschooling homes. We all kind of knew we were parenting in unconventional ways, but it was so wonderful to see the specifics of what was happening that people maybe weren't sharing about publicly. When you choose to parent differently than the majority of people nearby, you can't help but notice those raised eyebrows. And over the years, I've seen and heard a lot more than that. I've been called overprotective or too involved or even the infamous helicopter parent. And I would love to tell you that when those slams came my way, they just rolled off my back. But they didn't. They hurt. They made me question myself. They made me wonder if maybe those people were right, but it didn't deflect my course. I was going to be that bomb. It was inevitable. It was as if it were in my DNA. Often, I didn't have the reasoning or the research to back it up, but I had this gut feeling. And that gut feeling was that I was going to love my kids as if that was the only day I'd have with them. I was going to fill their lives with fun and adventure and opportunities because you really don't know how long you have. We've all seen lives cut short, and it's even sadder to me that many of them were waiting for their life to start at age 18. It may be a little bit morbid, but I kept thinking, if that were my child, would I be happy with how they spent their short life? 
So are you living the life you want to live with your kids? And if not, why not? Pressure from other people? Doubts in your own head? Too busy to get clarity? Don't let time sift through your fingers. Learn more about unschooling so you and your kids can live a great life and still be ready for whatever they choose when adulthood comes. So would it help to share some of those I'm that mom examples? And for those of you already unschooling or parenting in this more unconventional way, would you be willing to share your own examples? You could put it in the blog comments or maybe I'll collect them over at Instagram. Because yes, I'm that mom. I am that mom whose family bed concept didn't end at any particular age. Each child slept differently and some stayed with us longer than others. The open sign hung on the door long past when they needed it. Although when they were teens, if they got sick, they'd often crawl into our bed. And since they were no longer little kid size, Ron would often roll out on the other side and head to the guest room or the nearby couch. Because when you're sick, who doesn't wish their mommy would take care of them? Yeah, I'm that mom who takes the kids to the store in the middle of the night to get snacks that we don't have on hand, knowing fully well that these preteens just wanted to be out late and see who else is out late. I'm that mom who, when there weren't enough adult volunteers, stepped up to lead a Girl Scout troop to make sure my daughters had that experience. I'm that mom who cringed when parents talked about how happy they were when their kids were going back to school in August and with their child standing right beside them. Or when parents would say, I'm not your friend, I'm your mom. I understand what they're aiming for, but I think it completely misses the point. Friend and mom are not mutually exclusive. I'm that mom who at one point (laughs) said yes to one red-eared slider two parakeets, two cockatiels, two dogs, three cats, a guinea pig, three pygmy goats, three horses, and a donkey. Loving our pets was a great way to learn more about following our passions. I'm that mom who, when my family started to be interested in horses, they worked at a horse ranch, they took riding lessons, and I said, sure, let's buy that little ranch outside of town on on what we thought was our last move. Because then when their interests faded a few years later and the situation wasn't best for my teenagers to be stuck outside a small redneck town in Texas, I watched months of HGTV, staged the house, sold it in three weeks, and then packed up the family and moved to Austin. Yes, I'm that mom. I'm that mom who, when my son was wishing he had a brother, he had only two sisters, agreed to host a Japanese exchange student. And our lives were forever changed. I'm that mom who later let her 16-year-old go to Japan for three months because he had an interest in other cultures and travel. I'm that mom who, when my daughter wanted to act out scenes from a show, I watched her do it over and over and over. I even pulled out the video camera and followed her around and set up the tripod so she could film herself. And then when that progressed to community theater, I'm that mom that sat in the seats for every rehearsal and show, sometimes volunteering to do whatever job needed doing, stage crew, costume cutter, light person, tinkerball, sparkle light. I'm that mom who let my kids find their way with makeup and clothing and piercings. 
they are so much more confident now about who they are and how they want to portray themselves in the world because they had that time and space to figure it out. I'm that mom that let my kids set their own sleep schedules. Sometimes they'd be up all night and sleep all day. Often I would crash before they would, but it all worked out. And yes, they were able to set their alarms and get up for the early shift at work when the time came. And I have more than that over at the blog at Unschooling Mom to Mom. If you want to know more about what being that mom really looks like, I'll put the link so you can find it. Or you can look up Mother's Day and that mom over in the search box. You can also listen to last year's podcast, Anticipating Mother's Day, where I give a few practical reminders of how you can celebrate Mother's Day in whatever way works for you. The year before that, I had a bunch of those fun links about Mother's Day. I'll link it all. But in the meantime, have some flowers sent to yourself this weekend. You don't have to wait for someone else to do it or grab some at the grocery store. Let some delivery service bring brunch on Sunday. I think one year I called that a gift from the Mother's Day fairy. Leave some markers and cardstock out on the table. Suggest that the kids could write some Mother's Day cards. Because as usual, with unschooling, we set the stage for success. What do we need to do to help everything go smoothly? You got this, Mama. And I'll talk with you again next week. Take care.